Welcome to the Garage Guys NASCAR race recap of the cookout Southern 500. We're coming to you a little late. That's okay because it's nighttime. Uh, if you're listening to this as soon as it drops, then you'll be fine. Uh, as always, I'm joined with Dale Tanhart on the recap. We're going to unpack this insane race that went down on Sunday night. Did not play out the way that we had hoped. Um, but there was a lot of uh, a lot of people that ate on the sports books with Eric Jones at plus seven thousand. Just another crazy weekend of NASCAR betting. We went from Austin Dillon to Daytona, plus three thousand that you were able to grab Dale, and then we go now to a plus seven thousand. But a playoff driver did not win, and some of these playoff drivers had hell. So, uh, how are you feeling on this Tuesday now that the weekend is settled? I'm better. Uh, it was good to chill yesterday. Very little phone activity. Hung out with my family. Labor Day. Ate a good steak dinner with my dad. It was um, it was a catastrophic Sunday though. I mean, holy shit! You know, I, I on the betting side of things, I swept Darlington in 2021. So it, the lady in black was kind of like, yeah, you got a little too cocky. Now take this, and she fucked me up pretty good with with everything that went down in the spring race and in the race we saw Sunday night and out of all the chaos I just realized that my one of my outrights to win finished second in both races that was Reddick in the spring and then Denny and and uh on Sunday night so it was wild when you combine the Xfinity series race in there too which was a good thing uh the one good part of the NASCAR weekend which is shocking to say but it was absolutely insane, and the pain has been, the pain has been there for about a day or so. But we're over it now, and we're, I say we're over it, but we're going to talk about it. I'm just going to get riled up again. But it was a, it was a great race. Happy to see the 43 back in victory lane. It's been a long time coming, and uh, Eric Jones, we know he's a talented motherfucker, and he's been close all year in 2022. So it's, it's, it's not the biggest shocker ever. Um, it's funny, me and Greg Mathern talked on the phone on Tuesday night um, when we I was getting ready to publish one of his articles where he talked about Eric Jones, I believe. And we, me and him sat there and talked about Eric Jones for 10 or 15 minutes, and we agreed with each other on, like, everything. And I was like, I'm such a trend whore, and trends have not worked out in the Cup Series in 2022. This has been the year that has busted trends on the Cup side. I wanted to ride or die with the trend that a non-playoff driver never wins the opening race of the playoffs. It has never happened in the 18-year history, and it just fucking happened on Sunday night. That epitomizes what the NASCAR Cup Series has been in 2022, and shout-out to all the Eric Jones betters. It was a fat lick for many, 100%, no doubt about it. All luck. Hashtag all luck, no skill. I love the the fact that you hit hit everybody with the luck again. It's like your bitter ass way of just like coming at them and letting them know it doesn't matter. It's well, hilarious. Here, look, look, and this this is the only place you'll hear this. But like, I'm not being fucking serious when I say this. All right, like I know it's not all luck, but it gets people riled up, dude. And when people tweet at me and they're like, "Oh, luck" or whatever, it's been a few times this year when I've said that. But like I'm clearly being sarcastic. I literally, I literally tweeted, uh, "It's all luck when I lose." Like, okay, like it's it's not. It's obviously not. But it gets people riled up, and it makes me really happy when I'm angry. 
when people tweet at me and think I'm being serious. Just thrive so on anger. Fun. Just thrive yeah. on the anger. Of the I, I got to do something to make myself not mad. So like I tweet those sarcastically and people get fucking pissed because they're like, well, I picked Eric Jones. It's not all luck. Everybody thinks they're an expert. I get it. But I'm not being 100% serious. Like Eric Jones has good, great Darlington statistics. He was a good bet at, at those odds. Yeah, we talked about it on the Barstool uh, space. I know that you had a couple of guys that are out there that are just kind of now starting to enter the the betting scene. And you're going to, I mean, we're going to be seeing this and we we talk about it a lot, you know, and I, and I try to reach out and talk to some of these guys that are just coming in and trying to do content, man. And, and I'm overwhelmed at the amount of people that like just talk about like how they were just inspired by what we were able to bring to the game. So that's always an amazing thing to hear that, you know, that this whole industry, especially especially with a lot of these creative younger kids that are coming in is uh, that we could have some kind of a hand in that. So I, I love to hear it, but yeah, the Eric Jones thing, man, we, you know, he won back here and with Joe Gibbs racing, I think the year before, I remember watching that race. It was like a rain out and it ended at like 1 AM. It was a great race. And, and like, we just didn't think that, that that could happen again, but we forget and we severely take for granted just how level the Gen 7 cars uh, make the field. And and I know that Martin Truex Jr., without a doubt, if the power steering wouldn't have went out and the engine failure wouldn't have happened, he probably would have ran away with the race. Kyle Busch was right there as well. You live bet him. And then he blows up. So it just worked out. And I mean, I'm sure you and I both were sitting there and like, I get it, like 55 years for Petty to win a Southern 500 for that car to win again is huge. And, and I have nothing but just like amazing like feelings about that. However, in the moment, I got money on Denny Hamlin and I know you do too. So I'm sitting there just like, why the fuck can't you close this gap? What the fuck is in this car? I think they said they made an adjustment on the 43 around stage two. And after that adjustment was made, that motherfucker turned into a rocket ship. I mean, he was fast, but he, he wasn't a rocket ship. I mean, let's just be honest here. Like he had a good car, but he didn't have winning speed. I mean, you, you said it, Martin Truex Jr. And Kyle Busch were untouchable in the later in the second half of that race. And then he had kind of fallen off a good bit. And was the game part shit, the, the, the bad strategy call, like, like they left no, him but, out but before there. That, but before that, he had fallen. He was like an eighth to 11th place car. I, I, I don't know what had happened, but he went from leading the race to running eighth to 12th for the, a good portion of that race. And they had stayed out when one of those cautions came out and got, caught a lot of those guys a lap down, like Logano and Byron, a few of those other contenders. And Denny was up there with his teammates. And then uh, then the Gabe Hart thing happened. Next long green flag run, they leave him out there longer. I didn't – and I actually – there was a guy that was like a huge hardo that was debating this on Twitter saying we didn't understand math because he thinks everything's like Richmond where uh, Denny was going to make up all this time because he had six six lap fresher tires. And I'm like, dude, the Darlington is a completely different animal. This guy thinks Denny would have made up seven seconds in 28 laps on Truex or Kyle. It's probably not in the Discord. Which it is wasn't. Weird. It just wasn't going to happen. Darlington is is the tire fall off is aggressive, but if you're going to do that strategy, and Dale Jr. was going crazy in the booth when that whole thing happened, when 
Chris Gabart left him out longer. If you're going to do that strategy, you, you, you can't just go five extra laps. You got to go 10 extra laps or 15 extra laps. Right. They just, it was a weird, like no man's land area and it could have worked out. I think it, the tires would have leveled out. I think Denny would have been pushing really hard, heated them up. And I don't think he would have made up six and a half seconds in 28 laps. It, it's just not, it's, it's not like Richmond shit probably wouldn't have happened, but regardless, Denny, Regardless of that bad call, quote-unquote bad call, everybody has their opinion on it. It put Denny in a position to win the race, which is all we could ask for. And, you know, track position and clean air is just so valuable with these cars. The dirty air factor is pretty bad. So you could just tell when Denny would get up close behind the 43, he'd he'd hit that wake of, of dirty air and kind of have to let off the gas. So... I think if he had maybe 10 more laps, he could have gotten beside him because he was running a different line and kind of getting some clean air on the nose. But it does not matter. At the end of the day, Eric Jones won that race, and he yep. did a hell of a job holding off to Hamlin. So big shout-out for sure. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, I, I feel personally like you would have had – you know, if Cody Ware would have – you know, you know, shout-out to Cody. It's our boy. If he could have just held on a little hard. That was harder. a hard hit, dude. He, he had that hit like three different times too. Yeah, he just, you know, if, if whenever Gabehart left Denny out, like that's, you know, Cody, come on, man. Like that's, that's when we need you to strike. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, I'm glad that, that these cars are safe because that allows me to, to say these things right now. You know, uh, it just hurts because, you know, it's another week of just really trying to change how I've, been doing things and and i don't know i mean you have consistently preached about being a trend whore and i always feel like darlington is one of those races where you have to be a trend whore and so obviously like i avoided a lot of these gut boy calls and things like that at this track and there's only a few tracks that like i'll be very serious about like how i'm getting in there and i'll you know usually in a race like somewhere like this week coming up at kansas like i'll throw a flyer out you know what I mean? Like I'll go gut boy a little bit more, you know, it worked out earlier in the year. I, I was, you know, Kurt Busch looked great early on and, and that was, uh, you know, so I've already got that race once I want to sweep Kansas this year and, and I have a good feeling that I will I, I already, I haven't got to look at odds yet, but I know that Caesars dropped them first and hopefully DraftKings has them up by now. But, um, you know, I, I just know that there are a few tracks that you have to be that way. And this was one of them. And we, we, we made the right calls. You know, uh, I know that you didn't want to bet Martin and that's fine, but even the top three bet would have hit. So I'm proud of us. And and for anybody that did, you know, take the bet. Cause like the thing for me is the Martin tricks thing, doing that before qualifying, I know the odds were way better after plus 2,500, but for me sitting in a car and just having a hunch at plus 1300, I was in Mississippi, by the way, I literally had to leave the hotel to go drive to casinos. And that was a pain in the ass. Um, but I did it. And, uh, and, you know, I know you have to do that all the time. That's me. Yeah. Every week. Yeah. So every I, fucking I, week. I love Louisiana for that. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, I know that going forward, I, I got to get back to, to what I do best. And that is just making sure each week I got my wild hair out there. And I think that that's been the, the way that I've done it for so long and it works out DFS as well. Like we were a spot on, dude. And then the moment that fucking Truex and 
K- KFB go to shit. It's over. I had a line with both of them in it and Hamlin. Like, I'm pretty sure I would have had the optimal. I was, I was looking at my lines, dude. And I was just like, I'm about to really do this. Like, holy shit. And then as soon as I say that, I come back in from the bathroom. I was at home uh, that night. Me and my son were watching on the couch. As soon as I said that, I hear my, my little boy saying, uh, something's wrong with the, with the 19 car something's wrong and i'm like fuck and i go in there and then the next thing you know the kyle bush thing happened and then dfs was over it was game it's terrible i just have never seen anything like it dude i mean we had gotten to the point where in 2021 especially we had like mitigated engine failures to almost just a bare minimum engine failures became a a rare thing especially for top tier race cars by the end of 2021 and this year we've seen a lot of engine problems and it's gen 7 man like this is the year and was the year was the year and is the year to just to bet those underdogs because if you hit a couple of them in 36 races you're gonna you'll probably profit on the year so yeah and that's just not and you talk about the wild hair i had chase briscoe Early in the week, I was like, you know what, Briscoe, terrible bet. Terrible, terrible pick. All my picks, like you said, kind of validating what we were looking at. All my picks that I gave out were good picks, except for any action on Chase Briscoe. He was awful. He was absolutely awful, and I missed the mark there. But uh, taking the Gibbs guys was the right play. Taking, I had Daniel Suarez for a top five at 10 to one. That was a great play, dude. He Mm -hmm. was running top five most of that race. What happened? He He just got off strategy? No, he had a pit road penalty. He's speeding. And, and, but that's another thing that uh, could have been in more of consideration was, well, the lack of an experience, a brand new playoff driver. Guy's never been in the playoffs before, a new stage for him. And that's a, that's one of those trendy kind of things that happens with new playoff drivers, inexperienced guys. They make mistakes like that. So, you know, I, I think the Suarez play was a good play at, at that value, mm-hmm. just as Eric Jones was a good play at his value, which was exponential to open the week. But some other guys got Eric Jones at, you know, 25 to 1, 30 to 1, 35 to 1, as he kind of fell throughout the week. All good value for a guy who, who's been good at Darlington. I just, really believe we would have seen a playoff driver win this race. And I, I will still stick behind, like, if I go back and rewatch that race, which I'm rewatching in my mind right now, <laughs> I'll, I would do the same exact thing again, except Chase Briscoe. You know? Yeah. Nope. Same, no same here. Same here. I really was just under the impression that Truex was going to just fuck everybody's mind up. Cause like, you know, we talked about it. Like it was just like all the pressures off. He starts the playoffs. Like what a story, you know what I mean? But you were right. Like, you know, he just finds a way to come up short. Bend that us was over. the right play. And that was the right play. And that's why I thought the top three was better. Cause I was like, he'll find a way to come up short. Well, right. he ended up came he came out really short. I thought he was going to cry dude in his, uh, on his exit interview from the race. Did Did he had a moment. I think he should um, consider firing his PR guy because ever since, ever since Martinsville, you mm. guys, when we talk, when we made that hot dog video that went, <laughs> I'd say semi-viral or whatever. His PR guy was kind of a dick to us about because we wanted Martin to be in the video, and he was just kind of just kind of a dick to us, and which is fine, you know. But I remember we were talking, and we were like, 
uh I, we just both and i think you were the one that said this you were like there's gonna be some witchcraft shit gonna be happening to true x the rest of this year because of that shit right there mm-hmm. like a curse is us <laughs> so Straight up. look and, and look i don't hate martin true x all right like and and our, our guy spider from barstool sports in our weekly barstool space made a good point about like hey true x is a lot of a lot of things happening in his personal life like that has nothing to do with anything betting right we, we keep mm-hmm. all that away i don't hate martin true x as a person I think no. he's good for the sport. He's been in the sport for a long time. Donald achieved many, many accolades. But just from a betting perspective, like, yeah, it's a nightmare betting on Martin Truex. And, it, and that's, you know, that's what creates the kind of shtick that we do, uh, especially with what I do with the prison thing. You know, he's in prison. Yeah. He's in playoff prison, Martin Truex. But, oh, well, on um, BWB, he has life in prison with no parole now. Um, I, I talked about that and that'll be on the new episode coming out. So he has life in prison at Rikers, uh, no parole. So a really bad prison. Uh, that's like right between two boroughs in New York city. It's, it's a terrible place to be. You don't there want to go Rikers. So he's got that, but yeah, I, uh, I I'm, I'm right there with you, man. It's just, I think we just need to get like the whole Gibbs team. Like we just need to go buy them like a cookie platter or something, you know, just like, cause, cause I think back, like, it's like, you know, if, if, after Martinsville, that happens. Like anytime I bet on Martin, I just feel like, all right, I'll uncurse. I didn't realize how strong, how strong it was. And uh, so- I remember you specifically saying after, cause dude, guys, like you don't, we had this hot dog video uh, in mind for a, a few Everything days. Everything else right? worked out. Yeah. And we were like, we got to get Martin Drix to be in the hot dog video. Like, of course he's a Martinsville guy. Mm-hmm. And when we got shot down, it was a shitty, shitty feeling. Shout out to Corey LaJoy, Tyler Reddick for being awesome. Yeah. We knew we knew they'd come through regardless, but we wanted the extra part with True X because Martinsville's like his place. And when we got shot down, we were just like, damn, dude. And I remember Chase being like, that motherfucker's going to be cursed the rest of the year. You watch. We had a terrible night that night at Martinsville. And then it has just been a, it has been a, just a disastrous year for those guys. And I guess the, the main thing I wanted to say, aside from like, the personal stuff going on in Truex's life with with his wife and, and her battle with cancer. Obviously, that's all that's completely separate from what we do and what we talk about. Shout out to Sherry, by the way. She's a fucking trooper, dude. Like she absolutely. It's crazy. But what I wanted to say was in that moment, me and my dad was sitting there and I was like, damn, dude, I fucking feel bad for him. Cause his voice was definitely choking up. Like mm-hmm. and, and that's just a it's a tribute to the amount of hard work these guys put into these races the team puts into the race car, the mental, the mental struggles, the drivers go through, you know, a championship caliber driver doesn't make the playoffs uh, with, and like he, he actually didn't have a bad year. Like his regular season was good, but because of the format, you Mm -hmm. know, the format, they they didn't do what they needed to do to appease the format to get in there. So I was just gonna say, I actually did have that moment where I was like, fuck man, I fucking feel terrible for this guy, dude. It just, yeah. it, it's been an awful, awful year when you, when you look at how it's all shaked out for him and, and the 19 team, but it's the good thing for him is he's got another year, right? Yeah. He's got one more year, at least if he doesn't want to retire after 2023, but no, Truex still in prison, but I did have my moment where I was like, damn, I kind of feel bad. Cause that, that sucks. That sucks so bad when you're that fast and something happens out that of random. That random, that out of your control, that that takes you out. 
Yeah. Another person like we were talking about that would that has been cursed before and had the curse lifted uh, by the power of the garage fam was Kevin Harvick. Uh, car caught on fire. I want to read this quote from Kevin. I, the video of where all of the people in the press were just throwing their mics in his face, like had me dead. I don't know if you saw it or not, but like it was oh, they, just dude, they, they knew they, knew they were going to get a great fucking quote. They yeah. knew it. I, I and, totally get it. And and it was just like, it's like, you know, give that man his fucking space. It, you know, some some person had the little silver uh, recorder, like right up by his like corner of his lip, dude. It was just like trying to just shove it in his mouth. Like, I, I don't understand. But this is what he said. He says, I'm sure it's just crappy parts on the race car. Like we've seen so many times. They haven't fixed anything. It's kind of like the safety stuff. We just let it keep going and keep going. The car started burning. And as it burned, the flame started coming through the dash. I ran a couple laps and then as the flame got bigger, it started burning stuff up. And I think right there, you see all the brake fluid that was probably coming out the brakes and part of the brake line, but the fire was coming through the dash. What a disaster for no reason. We didn't touch the wall. We didn't touch a car. And here we are in the pits with a burned up car and we can't finish the race during the playoffs because of crappy ass parts. Strong fucking word. Like I, like that was violent, happy, like peeking through and I want to just like just I, I, he. I just wish he would have got his frustrations out by just like punching the shit out of the car. He is not like he. He even went to say just like there was a part. I don't have the quote in front of me, but he straight up said like like they were like what what can we do different? And he was like, you just need to get better people to run this fucking series. Like they they just suck. They don't know what they're doing. Like straight up, dude. And like. I mean, what are you going to say to that? I mean, like, you got a veteran of the sport right here. And, I mean, can you honestly say that it's true? Like, yeah, viewership's up. That's great. You got a brand-new show that just dropped out. That's great. But if these guys are contending for a championship and then you have, like, some of the biggest dudes that are out there that he is now dead last in the round of 16, like, it's it's kind of fucked when you don't give them options of how they, you know, prepare. Yeah, that's – it's a freak thing, but it's happened multiple times in 2022. It happened with Chris Busher uh, at Indy Road Course, which he was able to continue. I think it happened with Eric Jones earlier in the season where his car Kansas. caught on fire. It happened with it's happened with a couple other guys, I think, too. So I don't blame his frustration at all, especially when we're we're in that we're in that stage of the season where you can't have shit like that happen. You know, especially when you're in Harvick's position who didn't have he didn't have uh, action. I think he had 10 playoff points, which was good. He had two wins. So, but everybody's so close on points this year that you can't have a mistake, essentially, is the point I'm trying to make. Like when right. you get to these final 10 races, you cannot have errors if you want to win a championship. So he's automatically in a hole over a, a just a crazy defect of this race car. B, it's a, which this honestly should be A massive safety issue when you have fire coming through the fucking the, the the inside of the race car like that and there's nothing like you don't he didn't even have like an engine failure he didn't even have something that was terminal to the race car from like an engine failure perspective usually that's what causes fires or, or an oil line or something just a random fucking problem i and, I, and forgive me because i don't know the exact thing i think some there's some kind of rubber buildup somewhere in the front and it caused a fire. I don't know the exact 
thing that that happened. I, I've forgotten. Yeah, um, I'm trying to look that up right now just to kind yeah, of see look that if up. there was anything that that they had reference it to. They but talked yeah, about it. They said something. They said there was something that specifically caused it. Um, but the, I I understand his frustration. Like he's a he's a guy that has publicly shit on the playoff format when they moved it to this the the 16 driver field and you have the stages like, and he's publicly shit on a lot of different things that nascar has done and in this case i don't think he's out of line at all it's a bizarre issue that we shouldn't have he's been critical of the safety with the cars being too rigid where all the it's it's like back to square one where when you crash really hard a lot of the energy goes to the driver because the car doesn't move the car the body of the race car is so sturdy that it doesn't take the kinetic energy of the wreck and it now goes to the driver, which is what used to cause deaths all the time, pre Hans device and pre safer barrier. Thank God we have Hans device safer barrier because that has mitigated the, the, the chance of someone getting killed in crashes that we saw last week at Daytona. Austin Cindric at Michigan was a violent crash. Uh, Kurt Bush has had a couple bad wrecks this year as well. A few other guys, uh, Ricky Stenhouse in the Daytona 500 had a really bad, violent wreck hitting the wall. So it, me and my dad talked about it. It's like, what is NASCAR thinking when they build this race car and they do these tests and they're not even like, they're not even considering the fact that the, the body of the car doesn't move when you hit a wall at 180 miles an hour. How do they not consider that and see that there's too much energy of these crashes going straight to the driver? Yeah. That is surprising to me. And and another thing, I know I'm a rambler, but this is all important information. Remember all the rumors last year about the crash dummy getting killed at Talladega? Remember yeah. when all that shit was going on? And yep. they're like, they, they squashed it. Well, now it makes you think, what if it did? What if we what if we had a Hans device failure, which I don't even know if that's possible or not. We I don't think we've seen that yet with that particular head restraint device. Yeah. But what if something happened like that when they push the full limit on a test crash and it actually would have killed the dummy. I mean, now that's what I'm thinking about when we see with all the data we've seen for 2022 with these crashes. I think that they're going to put so much effort into making sure that is not an issue that a lot of these other little things may have slipped through the cracks. Like, so what I've read and looked at is like, he talks about the rocker panel and there's not much information other than that's right. The rocker panel caught on fire. So, I mean, yeah, it's just, it, look, it is the first year and I get it. And the way that I'll look at this is that it's very unfortunate. It sucks for Martin. It sucks for Kyle. It sucks for Kevin. But if these, like you have a whole nother off season now, it's continuously been, you know, being addressed and looked at aside from what Kevin says, where he says nothing's being looked into. I don't know how true that is or how much of an emotional response that may have been. I'd, I'd like to think it wasn't an emotional response because it is Kevin, but at the same time, you know, human beings are going to do human being things and you could get emotional easy and say shit. But I do think that the Hans device would probably be first and foremost, the number one thing that they would want to make sure was properly working under multiple variations of things and we haven't had happen. any issues we haven't had any issues yeah. with that which is great yeah. but you're going to miss some things some things are going to fall through the cracks and that's why it's important to take notes on what just happened 
and you're going to move into next week and we're just going to continuously make this car better. And, and that's the beauty of it all. Right. So, I mean, I, I like to think that NASCAR is really going to keep taking the steps and I know that they are, I mean, this is, I really genuinely have to say, I think this is a lot of just emotion because you got Chase Briscoe and Kevin Harvick now in the points. They're only like, what, like four points away or three points away from each other, like taking each other over their 15 and 16th going into Kansas and then Bristol. Now, the good news is, is that Kansas is a good track for Kevin. Bristol's a good track for Kevin Briscoe. Not really sure, but I have Briscoe falling out like in the first round. Anyway, I don't think that he's going to make it, but I do think that this is going to allow Kevin to really work. And, and I wanted to talk a little bit about the points now after this race. So we've got Joey Logano uh, at the top of the board now, because we didn't even speak on it yet, but Chase Elliott completely just took himself out. His lap averages were horrible. There were still so many people that played him in DFS. And he was one of the guys that I maybe played in about two or three of my lineups. Thank God, because him, and Kyle Larson both had issues as well. We didn't even talk about them having the issues. So you've got now, not only do you have Kyle Busch, Martin Truex, and Kevin Harvick, you've got Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott, but I think Chase lost the car. I think that's what happened when he hit Briscoe, and I think that's what attributed to Briscoe's issue because of the damage that he got. He was Kyle Larson's before. was, yeah. Like everything was there data wise to show you that Chase Elliott was was slow and people still want to believe that things change. And I get it. It's Darlington. He's shown that he's pretty good at that track. And some people may want to think that he's holding back. But what reason would he have to hold back, especially now with the playoffs being here? No, nah, there's no way anybody would have thought that holding. I don't understand. They're actually. That. Well, maybe not the uh, the the most, uh, I guess, uh, the brightest of the bunch. But there well, are I guess, okay. people that had that there's knowledge. a way. But that that's crazy. That's a, absurdity. Like mm. Chase Elliott historically Conspiracy. has not been Chase Elliott historically has not been great at Darlington. And uh he qualified poorly, didn't have, like you said, didn't have great lap averages and race trim and and took him and just made just made a mistake and wrecked. So yeah. Look, that's why that regular season is so valuable that he got the the regular season championship, accumulated such a big lead in the point standings. If he survives this round, he's going to be right back at the top of the points getting into the round of 12 because he's got that he's got so many playoff points accumulated. Right. But surviving is a big thing. Um, it is. Kansas he's not been far a away. Record. He's not yeah, far. I mean, he's, he's in ninth right now behind Ross Chastain. So he doesn't have uh, he doesn't have much more to go. Like, it's not the worst thing in the world. Like, he's definitely not. You know, if he was down in the 12s or whatever, that would be where he gets. A well, someone like him, all he has to do is survive. And he'll 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 be fine if he just survives and doesn't DNF, he yeah. will he'll be fine. But and when you look at guys like Cindric, Dylan, Briscoe, they just don't have speed at a lot of these racetracks. And Kansas in the spring was brutal for the Fords. They were terrible here in the spring. Um, so I think that's worth considering when you look at literally three of the bottom four guys in this playoff picture are Fords. Yeah. So. That's you can't feel you can't feel too good about that going back. Like I feel like you want to think. I know for me at least, like I'd like to believe that if we see a race early on in the year, the teams and the drivers are going to find a way to make improvements going back to that track. And I think that's why you saw a lot of people that are looking at the data that we have. You know, in 2022, when we finally get to tracks where we have already raced at, they want to believe that those trends are going to stick out a little bit better 
you know, but that's not always the case. There's so Dude, many you gotta factors. say I gotta say, I, I expected that sentiment that you just expressed, like guys coming back to the same track again, like and, and being better. When you look at Richmond and Darlington, there wasn't a lot of that. No. Typically, the guys that were good in the spring were good at, at Richmond in the fall. The guys that were really good at Darlington in the spring were also really good in the fall. Except and the Elliot. guys that were not was good. the anomaly. But Elliot, here's the thing. Elliot was not that great in the spring either. Remember, he just he finished had, fifth, I think, because they had like Darlington Vega, right? Because they had a yep, the huge were, wreck. Were, it was a race of attrition and he had survived. But remember, mm-hmm. he crashed his car in practice qualifying. Went yeah. and had to fix that up. And then uh, he started like 38th. He was like a 10th to 12th place car, I believe. And with the wrecks happening, you know, Michael McDowell had a top 10. Ricky Stenhouse had a top 10. And Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott benefited from the the attrition and both got top five finishes, I think. I think Harvick had a top five. He may have finished sixth, but. He was up there. And now we talk about Kansas. You know, one big thing about Kansas is they had tremendous tire issues at this race yes in the spring byron blew a tire suarez blew a tire chastain had a tire i don't even know who else i think briscoe had a tire all sorts of guys had tire problems at this racetrack so we have a new tire code this weekend so just be ready for another fuck fest when it comes to survival i don't even want to bet on this race because after what i've seen over the past few weeks i got lucky with austin dillon no question about it even though I did say, hey, if he avoids the wrecks, he's probably going to be at the front. And he was. Still, a lot of luck needed at Daytona. A lot of luck needed to get Eric Jones to win. Not 100% luck, but you did need some people. Okay, A little bit. But, a little bit. That, but that's still a good bet at 70 to 1. I, I cannot stress that I agree with everybody who says <laughs> that's a good bet. But on Twitter, I'm going to I'm going to got to write your wrongs, Dale. No, I'm not writing any wrongs. <laughs> I'm just telling you how I act on Twitter versus like listening to me actually talk. Yeah. Uh, I do this every time I lose. Like it, it's it's just the way it is. It's hilarious when people get triggered. But um, think considering what we've seen over the past couple of weeks and what we saw at Kansas in the spring with the fucking tire problems, just don't be surprised if we see if we see a shit show and uh, the guy that wins the race is another guy that just survives. That's yeah, kind of I'm what, right back on Yoda again this week. I already know that much. Yes, like, I know. I, feel I like think I might bet on a child this week. I'm just going to throw that out there. I, I they're, don't. They're, they're too fast. They've been so fast recently. Yeah. Speed eventually comes through. Yeah, I went. You know, I I feel like it could screw me again. But you know, I, I bet on Truex, and like this week I, for the first time in a while. You know, I always talk about how I don't bet on Chris Bell, but dude, they just I I, I feel like I just I can't not bet on him i don't know why i just feel that way so that's a little gut boy right there in the beginning of the week for you guys but uh i'm gonna go look at odds right now before they get crazy because i'll probably just log him everybody's gonna be like holy shit you hypocrite but hey fuck it. i want to i want to revisit kyle and, and denny again man i i just they were they were both good here in the spring another uh, one we got to look at is bubba he's in the 45 that car won well, they didn't. They haven't changed anything with the car, though. It's still no. the twenty-three. Yeah, it's still well, the twenty-three. He's got, got the, the forty-five on it. He's got the forty-five pit crew, I think, because they had done that change before Daytona to try to have the better pit crew, right, to help him out with yeah. playoff p- potentially getting in the playoffs. Shout um, out to Josh, the homie. Regardless, yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh, Josh is the man. But 
regardless, yeah, I agree with you. I think Bubba will be really fast, and Ty Gibbs will probably be really fast. But we still have kind of seen that Ty is still trying to figure this this race car out. And it's, yeah, it's a much more competitive series than the Xfinity series. So, yeah, I'm oh, on, yeah. I'm thinking about Bubba too. I think, um, how, what he was at like twenty to one to win. I, I'm I'm not sure about that price right now. I got to go look at odds actually. Cause like, like I said, bell is one that I'm thinking about. And then Bubba, like the Yoda's just seem good, but like, dude, yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. I just, you were, t- we talked about headspace, man. And it's just like, after something like that happens to Martin, after something like that happens to Kyle, you got to know that they're just like, fuck this dude. Like, and I, I just don't want that negative energy behind the wheel of my bet, dude. You know, it's, what did I say when we made playoff predictions, my one guy, and we, we reiterated them on the Barstool space with, with Spider. My one surprise guy I thought would be out would be Kyle Busch. Because mm-hmm. I was like, regardless of his speed, they just cannot fucking finish races. No. It is insane. What is negative happening? Negative head ass, dude. He's just dude. so negative. Like, and I still want to bet on him because I'm a believer in, in speed eventually taking over. Like, what's, what's most likely to happen eventually starts happening. And 2022 has been fucking different, though, with no question about it. You know, I'm happy to say that I feel like I might be one of the only people in the world that actually hit a bet with Kyle Busch this year. So I feel good, at least about that. Like, I got at least one KFB win. Yeah, yeah, I did not hit that. I think I've hit a a couple matchups with him or a top five or something, but... For the most part, like I, I've picked the races where he's been the fastest or top three fastest, and then it, just something bad happens to him. That was the most time. iconic photo we had all year. I could not remember that. You're just slum dogging in the picture where we're like sitting there with the money signs at Bristol, and you're just like, mm. well, you said <laughs> I don't. You said I didn't remember that. I was, I was just like, you, you were like, you said, oh yeah, I, I don't think, I don't know if I bet on that. Yeah, I didn't bet on that. I was like, how? Like that's the most iconic photo that we've had all year. I feel like. Oh, Other than duh, the bricks absolutely. with Tyler, Tyler and the, nah, bricks the Kyle Bush one, the Kyle Bush was better. You the, the way the race ended too. And I added these videos and pictures and with Reddick's car. Like I was so mm. high on Reddick that week. The golden bunny. Yeah. <laughs> dude, like it was, it was like destiny and fuck like man. An Easter man. Now I'm thinking about Eric Jones too at Talladega talked about him all week at 60 to one. And then he, both guys die on the last lap. Dude. Like, holy shit! What a it's different time, year it would be if those had hit. It's what time a different to year would be. pull it out of the fishbowl, dude. This week it's a fishbowl bet week, bro. Especially with the tires, like I said, that's what we should do on Dale Center. You need to get a fishbowl, pull a number out of it, and you got to bet on that guy at least one. That's how you can uh, do your gut boy. I think that's a good recommendation. Anybody else think the same? Tweet about it. Tweet at. Us. I don't know. I, I I like Daniel Suarez around. 28 to one if we want to talk about a guy opening i think he opened at 30 to one ish 35 to one uh so i i like that's a good underdog play oh i'm yep. sorry yeah hold on um you know i'm not going to talk about this anymore because i don't want it to fall i'm sure the discord's <laughs> already been talking about it but i just dana suarez was really fast during the spring before he had his tire yeah. I, yeah. I do think we'll see like hopefully with this new tire code it won't be maybe it will be like hey they figured it out they've solved some of the issues they had in the spring. I think speed will win this week. 
I do think speed will yeah. win this weekend, but don't be surprised if it all goes to hell like it always does. Hey, man, it, yeah, like that. It's just the restarts are the worst, but like once they get going at Kansas, man, they get that separation down, and it's just it's a beaut. So hopefully it'll all work out. But yeah, guys, look, you this has been a great convo. You know where to follow us at. You follow me at Garage Guy Chase. Follow Dale at Dale Tanhart everywhere on all social media platforms. Uh, and get in the Discord. It's free. That's where we're having all these conversations. Go to garageguysfantasysports.com to check out all the articles. And wanted to leave with a little announcement, too. Uh, we have a new uh, Garage Guy come into the team to do rankings and projections for DFS. His name is Ryan Stevens. He goes by Han Yolo. And uh, he, he's got some skills. He's got some skills, and he, he puts together a really good Excel sheet. So uh, shout out to him, and we'll, we'll be doing a little, uh, a little I guess, a, a housewarming or whatever you want, a virtual uh, hello. I don't know how you would call it. Maybe we'll send like an e-card. I don't even know what it would be. But hopefully it will reinvigorate some of you guys and start doing some diversification when it comes to your bets and your DFS lines and just get all up in that action. Me and so. him share the heartbreak of pole bets. Like mm. it's like a it's like a blood brotherhood of the heartbreak of our guy <laughs> qualifying second every fucking week. Dude. Never ends. Like you, you just oh my god. We talk about it in the Discord. Like, holy shit, man. Christopher Bell, nine one hundred or one thousandths of a second. Oh Joey. sickening. 18 to 1. I, I really hope that people bet on uh, anybody that watched the DFS preview show last week. I just randomly brought up Joey Logano and I was just like, I might need to add him. And that's when I rem- remembered like, fuck, I'm not in Louisiana. <laughs> and that was like the end for me, but I don't think his odds were that great. They probably had to be pretty low. He was seven to one. They were pretty good. I mean, yeah. seven to one, six fifty. I had Byron and Truex and I think, like, I don't even know why. I just was trying to ride the momentum and to get Dylan. But, yeah, that didn't work out at all. I went back and looked at his lap averages from earlier in the year, and I was like, yeah, probably not 2021 or 2020 status. So, might need to chill with that one. But Paul qualifying has been tough, man. God, it has, dude. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck stages, dude. I'm done with stages. I'm, I'm I love over. stages, dude. Mm. I didn't do stages this past weekend, but like I love stages on road courses, especially. But not a stage. Well, yeah, Chase Briscoe. The, he was he's the easiest one. He's a road king. Well, I'll bet on him for, for stage sure. one at the road. I board. think I've had. I think I've bet on stages like eight to ten times and maybe hit three or four. So I mean, yeah. that's I've had profit on stages. I'd have to go look. But pole bets have just murdered me, and they're always so agonizingly close. Is 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 the big thing. But I also have an announcement to make. Um, and it's going to make, it's going to make people sad, a little bit upset, but look, you got to understand this is how the world works. My truck picks, my Xfinity picks, and my pole picks are going to a platform where you'll have to pay to see them because there's someone who wanted me to join their community and give picks that people pay for. So the, the big draws of truck picks. And I've always felt like, and I, Chase, I know you agree with this, like, I've always felt like my truck picks should be paid for uh, to some extent because they're, they've been on fire since 2021 at all times. So I'll give a more detailed announcement on that, um, on where to find them, where you can pay for them. But yes, I am, I'm betraying, I'm betraying the garage guys family and, and, a little bit of a way it's sad honestly, because, because, you know, I'm, I'm sure like, this is what we do. If everybody would pay, for Dale's truck and Xfinity picks in the Discord are like on another way. 
then speak now. If not, I mean, it's just, you know, you, you've been crushing it on there. I can't say that. And yeah, you gotta, you gotta make your money. I get it. Um, yeah. And we, we yeah. talked like me and you talked about premium stuff, but it's just, uh, right now it's just the resources just aren't there. And we, I mean, it's been fun letting everybody, uh, everybody see everything we've been doing. Cause I know like half of 2021, was it half of 2021? Our picks weren't even free. Is that right? Isn't that crazy um, to think about? Yeah. Yeah. You had I to think... pay for premium. And yeah. we've, I've honestly been thinking about and looking into it. We've got projections for the rest of the season. Things are going to be okay. But the business side of things at Garage Guys is definitely changing. Things are definitely in motion. And I know that the start of 2023, things are going to look very different. So, uh, I mean, it's just something to look forward to. And yeah, it's a part of, uh, it's a part of how things move. And uh, it, it's time to, it's time to, to, to give garage guys the uh the love that it deserves and let it you know blossom like the beautiful flower that it is so it's gonna be really cool to see all the changes coming up in february so we'll ride it out for the rest of the way but yeah gonna be sad to to, to see you see you go on that end hey look the cup all of our cup picks still on action network those are free and they deserve to be free with how sporadic they have been so no, nobody would want to buy those from me right now. If you want to buy cup picks, you go, you go buy them from Greg Mathern. Yeah, if he yeah that's did. where you go. That's it's, where you go. That's where you go. Greg is Greg is the 2022 cup god, no doubt the about it. The NASCAR Titan. Yeah, the Titan. That's it. He's literally giant, just like I don't even know. Like, remember oh, the Titans. Plus 870 million units. Oh my God, it's crazy. But yeah, but uh, but guys, that's a show. Little announcements there at the end. Hope you enjoyed it. Again, you know where to follow us at Garage Guy Chase, at Dale Tanhart, and collectively at Garage Guys FS. Uh, we will be uh, seeing you with more content the rest of the week. Be sure not to miss episode two of Bringing Winston back, uh, dropping on Wednesday. Thursday is Dale Center for the Hollywood Casino 400. And Friday will be the NASCAR race preview show, which is now basically the NASCAR DFS show. And uh, uh, our, our guy Han Solo uh, should be joining me on that front as well. So we're going to try to bag us a fucking tourney this weekend. And uh, so lots more content coming. Beautiful things. Love you. Appreciate you. Uh, any last words, Dale? Can I be on the preview show, the DFS one? Can you come? You can you can hop in for a sec. You hate DFS though, so except for trucks, we have to work that. We have to. I think that that is a fair play. Truck DFS and some Nasfinity DFS because you're pretty yeah. damn good. You're, you're pretty damn good at those. The trucks, are, the trucks are. It's just you gotta. I, I just feel like I gotta put a million dollars down to win anything, you know. But uh, no, I'm hopping in on the first one i'm gonna I'm hop in for a little bit okay i think yeah all right okay. we'll have your truck have your truck dfs plays ready to go that's what we will that's what we'll discuss is the truck race on friday or saturday it's on friday friday it's night on, oh it's friday night okay well it'll be ready to go on friday we'll be recording on this so you're gonna have double duty on thursday so get ready uh, yeah i need to make Eat myself busy I need to make myself busy to to drown the pain away that is nascar cup series betting it's all right. We're going to get bags this weekend. But uh, Eric this- Jones, 100% luck, no skill. Uh, all right. We'll see you guys.